Good morning, class. Good morning, Brother Keith. <laughs> Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and this is Faith School. Faith School's the place where my spirit is fed, my faith grows stronger, and I learn how to be an overcomer. The Lord has really been helping us uh, to give us things to feed our faith in the class, and so we want you to come right on in and join us. We've saved you a seat right here so that you could come into this faith-filled environment and join us. And so let's pray and release faith that we'll have something beyond ourselves, utterance from Him and revelation and feeding of your faith from Him. Father, in Jesus' name, all of us agree together as touching this, asking you for the anointing, the Holy Spirit's work and moving, asking you for a quickening of our insides and enlightenment of our eyes and heart, asking for answers and directions. Help us to see, Lord, things that uh, have been true uh, from eternity past. Help us to see through your eyes and enlighten us to light and life. And thank you for giving us what we need for today to be overcomers. We purpose to be doers of it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you would turn with me in our great textbook again to Hebrews, the 10th chapter, Hebrews chapter 10, and uh, look at verse 38, please. It says, now the just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back, so that's the opposite of living by faith, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. We, we saw in previous study down in, in a few verses later, chapter 11, verse 6, says, Without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. We should care a lot about pleasing God, how to please him. That should be foremost in our thinking every day from the time we get up to the time we go to bed. Does this please him? Does that please him? How do we please him more? And we know one of the big uh, factors is faith. But faith is not just a, a concept. It's not just something to talk about and take notes about. <clears throat> it's a way of living. It's a lifestyle. It's a way of thinking. It's a way of talking. It's a way of responding. It's a way of acting. And uh, everything we do is yielding to some spiritual influence or force. Every question we answer, we're answering it in fear or in faith. Every statement we're making, we're making it with confidence or we're making it questioning with ambiguity. There's no such thing as going through the world neutral. There are spiritual influences 
And we're either yielding to wrong influences or we're resisting them. We're either yielding to the Holy Spirit or many in the world are resisting Him. We don't want to resist Him. We want to please Him. (laughs) Right? And so when we find out something doesn't please Him, that should go to our list of things we don't do. Right? We're like, well, the Lord, if you don't like it, I don't like it. Right? Well, he doesn't like unbelief. He, he doesn't like it. He's not pleased when you talk unbelief, when you talk fear, when you say, I can't. He, he doesn't like that. And he's, he's real. He's a person. <laughs> right? We need to keep it in mind. What does the Lord want to hear out of us? What does he expect out of us? He wants to hear F-A-I-T-H. Is that right? (laughs) In the morning, at lunchtime, when the sun goes down. And the great thing about faith, you don't have to know much to talk faith. You don't have to know the answer to talk faith and say, I'll get the answer. Right? He'll give me the answer. You don't have to know the way out to say, we're going to make it out. The Lord will show us. We'll get it. We'll do it. You don't have to know how the money is going to come to say, we'll have the money. You don't have to know how your body is going to get over this thing to say, no, I call my body healed. With long life, he'll satisfy me. You see what I'm saying? You can, you can talk faith if you choose to, knowing hardly anything about the situation or even the answer to get out, you can still talk faith. And before the symptoms change or the needs are met or the bills are paid, if you're talking faith, God is pleased with you right now before there are any changes physically in your life. Because what pleases Him? Not just the symptoms going, not just the bills being paid. The faith is what He likes the most. You can almost see him, you know. If you're really, things look bad and things look dark and everybody else is crying and feeling sorry for themselves, but if you stand up through the tears and fears and say, no, no, none of these things move me. I trust God. He's brought me through before. He'll bring me through again. I can almost see the Lord punching Michael and go, did you see that? Look at that. That's what I'm talking about. Do you see that? That's my boy. That's my girl. And whatever it takes, do you understand, he will move heaven and earth to bring his word to pass in the lives of those that trust him. There's no way he's going to fail you. No way. Uh, So verse 39, say it out loud with me. We are not of them who draw back unto perdition. We're what? We're of those that believe to the saving of the soul. We're not those that displease him. We're not those that quit and give up, talk failure, talk fear and unbelief. <clears throat> it's a choice. Hebrews 11.1, 1, now faith is, this is, this is what faith is, it's the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Today's English version says, to have faith is to be sure of things we hope for, to be certain of things we cannot see. To be sure, 
to be certain. Sure of what you're expecting, certain of what you can't see or feel. You'll see that in every one of these examples. Abel, Enoch, Noah, Abraham, Sarah, all through the list. And we've made our way this week down to verse 29. Verse 29 says, by faith, they passed through. They passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, which the Egyptians are saying to do, were drowned. So much revelation here. Now, we're going to see this as we go further, but the Egyptians are saying to do were drowned. This word, uh, a saying, what, what does that mean? If you look it up, it has to do with uh, trying, or one translation says attempting. Let me read this to you from some other translations. The NIV says, by faith, the people passed through the Red Sea as on dry land. When the Egyptians tried to do so, they were drowned. Everybody said tried to do so. Is that a problem? It is. Faith is not trying to do something. Faith is not attempting to do something. Why would you say that? Well, if somebody is talking to you about doing something and you say, well, I'll try. What did you just get through saying? What, what do we know about what you believe? You, you may not be able to do it. You might be able to do it. You might not be able to do it. You're going to give it a shot. You're going to try. Then are you fully persuaded about anything? Are you sure of anything? Are you certain of anything? Then you, you're not in faith. I'm going to try it. Can't be faith. And this, this reveals what has happened to so many even good church-going people, they tried prayer. <laughs> they tried going to church. Uh, they tried giving. They tried tithing and sowing. They tried making confessions. They, they tried and, and at some point became disillusioned and, and thought, well, you know, what good does that do? And so they don't go to church anymore. They don't you know, they don't pray anymore. They don't read their Bible anymore. Well, what do we know by, by them trying it? They weren't fully persuaded to begin with. Hmm? You're attempting something. You're, you're putting God on trial <laughs> to see if, if he passes the test or not. No, no, no. That's not what's going on here. <laughs> uh, hold your place here or, or they'll put it up on the screen for and, and in Psalm 105 and 17 talking about Joseph says he sent a man before them even Joseph who was sold for a servant whose feet they hurt with fetters he was laid in iron Psalm 105 19 now until the time of his word came the word of the Lord what? The word of the Lord tried him. He was trying the word? No. The word was trying him. 
until the time that the word came. We, we just saw in uh, uh, the 10th chapter there of our text about not casting away your confidence. And in previous verses, it says you have need of patience. You know, through faith and patience, we inherit the promises. Well, well patience can be interpreted also, translated, I should say, uh, persistent. Persistent. Um, Joseph got that word through that dream about even his brothers and his parents bowing down in front of him. And, and um, it looked like that kind of thing, that, that, that implied he's going to be a, a preeminent person of some type. And once he's sold into slavery, it looks like that's never coming to pass. And then after Potiphar's wife lied on him, he winds up in the dungeon. That sure looks like that's never coming to pass. But we know from this and other verses that Joseph never let that dream die. He was fully persuaded that somehow, some way, what God showed him was going to come to pass. He believed it when he was in that caravan of slaves and property. He believed it when he was working in Potiphar's house. He believed it when they threw him in the dungeon. Uh, maybe he was in the dungeon, but the hopelessness of the dungeon didn't get in him. Can you see that? He, he, he held on to this. And that word is unchanging. The change is not with God or with what he says or shows the change is with human beings. And instead of Joseph trying something out, the word is trying him. What? Will you stay with it? Will you not stay with it? Right? Will you believe it or will you quit? And so when people say, you know, I tried that confession stuff. No, honey child, it tried you and you came up short. <laughs> I tried that prayer stuff. No, it tried you. The prayer didn't fail. You quit. C come on, can you see that? You, you failed. And I'm just elaborating on this, that faith is not trying. Faith is not attempting. If we're going to attempt something, we're not convinced yet. And if you're not convinced and you're not fully persuaded, the enemy will see to it that enough opposition and resistance comes to you to wear you down. And if you're not fully convinced, at some point you'll go, well, I, I wasn't sure anyway, right? And it's just going to be too much trouble to keep going. And if you're not sure there's an end, if you're not sure it's ever really going to happen, you will quit. You'll quit. That's why people quit. But if you're sure, <laughs> do we keep coming back to these words, right? If you're certain you're sure of what you expect. If it takes 10 years, you'll stay with it. If it takes 40 years, you'll stay, right? Why? Because you're sure. You're sure. Yeah, but it's been 30 years. Well, praise God, I'm 30 years closer. Is that right? I didn't know that when I started out, but now I got all that behind me. Who knows? I could be right on it today, right? Closer to it than I've ever been. Faith is certain. Faith is sure. Now, uh, go back with me to uh, Exodus. We'll see more light of this. What happened? Exodus, the 14th chapter again. We read part of it. Let's continue. 
The Israelites have been delivered out of Egyptian bondage. They've been healed. They've got money and silver and gold. And looks like they're on their way to the promised land. Until they get to the shore of the Red Sea. And this is a big body of water. Even if you cross it at the smallest place, it's not a creek. And uh, it's too big to swim across. They got no boats. And they look up and Pharaoh and his chariots, hundreds of chariots and horse teams and who knows how many foot soldiers. I mean, it sounds like Pharaoh himself is in the bunch. All of his generals, I mean, sounds like they brought the whole <laughs> standing army of Egypt. They mean to make a statement. Because see, word of these plagues and these signs and wonders have gotten all around. I suspect some of his advisors are trying to tell him, you know, uh, we, we look weak to all the surrounding uh, countries and all this. They're, they want to make a statement. And they don't want to lose their slave labor. This, the, this is the backbone of their economy. So they mean to kill a bunch and enslave the rest. And uh, the Bible says, we, we, we got down to it, that uh, verse 15, the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying to me? There's a time to quit praying and move. Is that right? Well, why, why do you keep talking to me about this? In other words, he must have already told him something, you know. Speak to the children of Israel that they go forward. Move. You lift up your rod, stretch, it, stretch out your hand over the sea, and divide it. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. Uh, now, let's just stop right here. This is how faith comes. Can you see this? How could they have faith to do this? Because they heard from God, right? He told them to do it. I'll harden the hearts of the Egyptians and they'll follow them. I'll get me honor upon Pharaoh and upon all his host, upon his chariots and upon his horsemen. And the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord when I've gotten me honor upon Pharaoh, upon his chariots and upon his horsemen. The angel of the Lord, which went before the camp of Israel, removed and went behind them. And the pillar of the cloud that went before from before their face and stood behind them. And it came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel, and it was a cloud of darkness to them, and it gave light by night to these, so that the one came not near the other all the night. This is amazing. There was in the daytime a, a pillar, so some kind of vertical uh, structure type made out of cloud, and light. You could see it. <laughs> Supernatural, but it's manifested in the natural. Everybody could see it. And it led the people of God. At nighttime, it, it was still there, but it burned like a pillar of fire. And what we see that it was, was the angel of the Lord. It was an angel of the Lord manifesting that light and glory. And so when the enemy closed in, closing in on their, their flank, their rear, this big angel and powerful angel moved from the front leading them and went to the back in between the people of God and Pharaoh and his host. 
and was darkness you could feel on the Egyptian side and light on God's people's side, which gave them time. Everybody say time. time. It looked like the closure rate is just speedy and we can't get out of here and we got no time. We got no time. Panic. You heard them crying out. Why did you take us out here? Because there's no Egypt, no graves in Egypt. And God, just like that, gave them a lot of time. They came to a screeching halt. They can't see. They can't see how to drive. They can't see how to go anywhere. They can't. Is that you? Are you still there? <laughs> no, don't stab me. It's me. It's me. <laughs> so they just stopped. So all, all night, they got all these hours to do whatever they need to do. Let's, let's talk about that just a minute. If, let's say you get a bad report. Doctors find something bad in your body. And they say, well, you got, you know, three weeks to live. That's if it develops the way it's projected to develop. <laughs> if the power of God gets in the middle of it, in between it and you, you got all the time in the world. Come on, can you see this? Even if all the symptoms are not gone, even if it's some there, yeah, if it's not getting, maybe it hadn't felt to get any better. Yeah, but if it doesn't get any worse, can you see that? You're not on the clock. <laughs> you got God does things like this all the time. His, if you'll just trust Him, and just believe, don't panic. That's that's the problem. Don't panic. Don't go, oh, what am I going to do? Oh, I got no time. Oh, I'm dying. And, and then just start preparing to die. Well, then you'll die. If you're saved, you'll go to be with the Lord, but you're robbed of years you could have had. No, no, trust God. He still has angels today. He's got an angel and angels assigned to you. They have power too, right? They can do things. They can move. The power of God that leads you, that helps you, that anoints you, heals you, and ministers to you. That power can manifest in your immune system, in your heart, in your lungs, in your brain. And even though a problem might look like, well, it's going to take you out in a little bit. Not if the power of God gets in the middle. Just, just stands there. Can you see that, that, that angel move back there? Boom. Stopped their immediate problem. Gave them, gave them hours, I guess all night, whatever it was. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And Moses stretched out his hand over the sea. <coughs> See, at this point, the sea is the sea. Nothing has changed yet. And they didn't, it didn't look like they had any time to do anything. But now, with them fumbling around, can't even see each other. The Bible said... Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night. They had all that night because they're in pitch darkness. And the wind needed to blow all night to do the job. And made the sea dry land, and the waters were divided. In the 15th chapter, 
when they uh, sang the song, you know, Miriam played the tambourine, they all sang the song of victory. Uh, verse 8, 15, 8, just on the next page in my Bible, it says, With the blast of your nostrils, the waters were gathered together. The floods stood upright as an heap. The depths were congealed in the heart of the sea. You hear all kind of people conjecture and go, oh, there's no way, no way the sea split. You know, there, there's a verse in the front of the Bible. It's the very first verse. It says, in the beginning, anybody, anybody read that? In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Now, if you accept that, you got no problem with this. Is that right? <laughs> if he created the heavens and the earth, could he split a little dab of water of a part of what he created? Are you kidding? And we're even told how it happened. In uh, just a little reading I did, it said that area and that sea is known for strong winds. And known for, for some things to happen, all God did is kick it up a bunch. <laughs> is that right? And, and the wind hit it. You know wind can move water. Right? And he focused a beam of wind through there. And it pushed the water aside. And it kept pushing it and kept pushing it. And it was so cold that it froze it. It says it's congealed. It froze it. And so it blew all night long. Well, you know, with just a little air conditioned air blowing on you. Is that right? I mean, we make little machines that can freeze water. Is that right? We got little boxes at home. We can freeze. All you got to do is get it cold enough. The, the water becomes solid. And we're told it became a wall. A wall. It happened. Do you believe it happened? And it said, uh, the Lord stretched out his hand over the sea. Now, isn't it interesting how the Lord, when he does things, could he have done it without a human action? He has chosen to involve us, right? And the, the power released affected the wind movement when Moses stretched out his rod, stretched out his hand. And he caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night and made the sea dry land and the waters were divided. And the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea upon the dry ground and the waters were a wall unto them on their right hand and on their left. That would have been amazing, wouldn't it? Maybe to look through clear ice and to see a big shark on the other side. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> amazing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. According to Hebrews 11, how'd they do it? By faith, they passed through the impassable. They crossed over the uncrossable. Hallelujah. <laughs> Will faith still work the same today? Come on, say it out loud with me. I live by faith. I walk by faith. I overcome this world by faith. I'm strong in faith giving glory to God. <laughs> That's it for today. 
Our time is up, but come back with us tomorrow. We've got to finish up some of this. We'll see you next time in Faith School. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.